Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's up, guys? You're listening to the final cast on Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. I'm Brad. I'm Matt. Hey, Matt, what's going on, dude? Oh, chilling, man. How do you like the new setup? I like yours, a little darker, a little more Batman-y with your red and blue lights. Yeah, I was good for like the 3D vibe. Does it look like I'm jumping out at you? I mean, you always look like you're jumping out at me with that great personality of yours. But uh... (laughs) I dig dig your lights, too. It looks good. Yeah, dude, I went with the cool blue because blue is uh, scientifically proven to calm people. And uh, some of the stuff I say might make some people mad. So, uh, you know, <laughs> just calm them down a little bit. It's all good. No, I don't know. Anything new with you? Oh, I mean, I go to Florida on Friday. I'm driving all the way through. So that's going to suck. Uh, yeah, it's going to be rough. 900 and some odd miles, but it'll be fun. And uh, we can talk about Saturday. We had Douglas Rods come down. Oh yeah, went on a float. It's pretty fun. Yeah, we had the uh, intern for Douglas Rods come out, and he uh, shot some video and some pictures of us on the water catching fish, having a good time. It was cool. It was cool. I wish we could have gotten better quality fish, but I don't know, man. This year, like all the biggins are disappearing. Can't find them. Yeah, it's weird, but at least we got some fish and content for them to post and stuff. So. Yeah, dude, I was. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, real weird. I told Stacy, I was like, man, if we go out and I don't catch anything, like, I'm just going to quit. She's like, yeah. She's like, it's fishing. And I, she called me halfway through the day. She's like, how's it going? I hadn't caught a fish yet. Like, you had that one little, like, 12er from the, uh, from a dam. And we were going down the river. And she's like, how's it going? I was like, I've got like two bites and I haven't landed a fish. I'm just going to paddle back and quit. <laughs> she's like, you're going to be fine. And then, like, five minutes later, we got to that rocky bank started throwing that jig man and with what i mean it, we got to that bank within five minutes i yep. smacked that that 16 on that jig masters finesse jig yeah if we would have spent more time there we probably would have caught more fish but uh, yeah until i lost like eight jigs in the rip wrap and two crankbaits and a, yeah. you lost a tokyo rig and just, mm. two tokyo rigs that was yeah. painful it's like twenty yeah. bucks right there, <laughs> finesse or yeah. tungsten. Or tungsten, but. yeah. I say yeah. hooks and tungsten. Um, but everyone, this is gonna be a great show. Uh, we're talking about something that 
a lot of people in the kayak community kind of wrote off, said, oh, it's not going to come to fruition. It's not going to be successful. But uh, we've got Roland on from Feel Free Kayaks. Roland, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Good. Doing great. And uh, we're going to be talking about the new Feel Free Airship. So, Roland, before we start, introduce yourself. Let the people at home know who you are and what you're about. Yeah. Thanks. Um, appreciate you guys having me. My name is Roland once again. Nickname Bones since I was <laughs> in elementary school. Couldn't shake it off, but I guess I, I just decided to own it. Um, so I'm director of marketing for Fuel Free US. We're a distributor for Fuel Free, Three Waters, Johnny Boats, and Sea Stream Kayaks, among, amongst various other brands, including dry gear and uh, kayak accessories and things like that. Um, I represent not just the U.S., but uh, basically our global efforts and, you know, promoting our products. I've uh, been with Feel Free uh, on and off. Well, I say on and off. I was initially doing some consulting with them and became a full-time employee about four years ago. So, uh, you know, I've been working with them since 2014, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It, there you go. You, you mentioned international stuff like that's something i don't really think about much when it comes out to the kayak industry so like how does that really work like do they have kayak shops around the other countries in the world yeah absolutely i mean there's kayak shops in um europe uh even russia we have a distributor there as well um hmm. we had a play in uh australia or we still have a play in australia so we we distribute quite a few kayaks there and uh, some of the Asian countries, of course, and down all the way to uh, South America. And uh, recently mm. we've uh, been working with a guy up in Puerto Rico. So he's distributing boats there and even down into Mexico and Canada. Pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we're kind of, I guess, here in America, we have like our own little lane, you know, we're yeah. just like focused yeah i was i was gonna say as americans we tend to sometimes be ignorant that there's like <laughs> a bunch of other countries around the world that like yeah. i'll see i'll be on instagram or something and i'll just go like search a hashtag like kite fishing or something and it'll yeah. pop up and this dude's holding like a massive perch out of like a, a kayak and i'm like dude where'd he catch that perch and then it's yeah and then it's like in german or something and i'm like yeah oh i forgot they have kayaks there like i yeah. just didn't think they have them <laughs> I know. Same here. You know, uh, Feel Free was uh, initially uh, came out of uh, the kind of a mix between Thailand and New Zealand and then expanded throughout the really that part of the world. And eventually it's, it made its way to the U.S. So it was actually a, a latecomer to the to what was going on here in the kayak fishing industry. But um, Feel Free Worldwide is, is a, you know, it's an international company. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, we probably don't want to waste any more time, so we could probably just get into it and talk about the airships. Uh, Matt, you got you have like a uh, screen share of that or anything pulled up? Uh, I would. I'll be honest. I was doing that, and then we got to talking, and my brain stopped doing what it was doing. Give me one well, second. It's not on their website yet, correct? No, not yet. Um, okay. Yeah, we we're trying to get something up here soon, but given that what we presented was still a prototype. You know, we didn't want to mm -hmm. put something out. People come back two months later and it looks slightly different and confuse everyone. So uh, yeah. everyone at home, it's a prototype. Don't be upset <laughs> if it changes. As you just said, I'm going to preference <laughs> yeah. that with the screen I'm sharing. If you're watching on YouTube on the record, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you guys are one of the first major kayak companies that are jumping into like inflatable kayaks other than, you know, like boat and stuff. I'm talking about like the major companies here in the uh, U S that roto mode, roto mold kayaks. So what made you guys decide to get into the inflatable game? Yeah. So a lot of different reasons, right? Um, it started with, you know, our designer, Peter Murphy, He's very innovative in what he does. You know, you, you tell him, hey, Peter, we need a some type of stand-up paddleboard. You know, it's we all try to, you know, when stand-up paddleboards came out, it was just like, oh, you know, just, who's going to get into that? And it just keeps growing, you know. And, mm -hmm. and there is 
a lot of people make the stand-up paddle boards, inflatable and rigid, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, when we told them, hey, let's let's experiment with something, you know, we've got we've got the designer, we've got the, the, the you know the materials in the factory, so have at it. And you know, Peter's not a man to just put out what is or what already already exists. He wanted to do something that was a little bit more innovative, but one of the challenges that we've been facing and not just internationally, but even here in, in the U S is, uh, the shipping of products, right? Mm -hmm. As you guys may know, shipping a kayak, that's 80 to hundred pounds, uh, 12, 13, you know, feet in length and 36 inches wide has gone extremely expensive. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of reasons I can go on and on. Um, but we probably want to get to some of the other details, but that was one of the other reasons. It's just much easier to ship a product like this that's inflatable. But there were some concerns we had about doing just another inflatable. One is that, well, like I said earlier, there's a lot of them that exist and some really good ones out there. NRS, Boat, several others. You know, shoot, I own one myself, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It's in my garage. And, oops, I said that publicly. But anyway, great <laughs> products, great brands. We, we, uh, we're very uh, uh, respectful of them and what they've done. So we thought, well, let's just, do, you know, try something different. Thus, here's their ship. It's pretty cool design. I mean. Oh, yeah. It, it looks, it's completely different from, like, any of the other ones you're seeing out there on the market right now. Yeah. So, it, it you know, the airship, what we're doing, it's patent pending concept, it, combining elements of a, you know, stand up paddleboard, obviously, a mm -hmm. uh, rigid inflatable boat, a rib, which, you know, I'm not sure you're familiar with, but, um, and then, of course, uh, a pedal paddle kayak. And, you know, how it combined, you know, several of the uh, folks that came by our booth are like, there's nothing new here. What, I don't get it. It's just another inflatable you know, watercraft, we're like, well, it's a little different once we get to explaining it in more detail. And what makes it different, I think it's pretty obvious, is the uh, the rigid center hole. Mm -hmm. It's polyethylene plastic, same as kayaks. Um, we already have the plastic. We already have the, 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 the tooling and the machinery. So why not take advantage of uh, the benefits that a, uh, you know, the plastic offers, um, you know, it's several several advantages from you know in terms of using plastic so why plastic right well first of all it's easy to collapse right mm -hmm. and we could have just done an inflatable again but we wanted to add a pedal drive well it's much easier to add a pedal drive to something that's rigid versus something that's you know uh, you know soft for lack of better words mm -hmm. uh, hobie's done a great job with that uh, but you know the way our pedal system is designed it just wouldn't work that well so while incorporating the pedal system, we're like, well, the nice thing about this plastic center hole, a um, lot of advantages are that you can add accessories to it without, you know, in, in the sense, like when you have an inflatable kayak, you're usually attaching things by glue or to some D-rings. In this case, you can actually build tracks. Um, you can, uh, uh, you know, mount, you can drill into it and not worry about, you know, messing messing up the inflatable part yeah. of your, your watercraft right um so and, and as we kind of continue to experiment with the concept we started realizing that we can do a lot with this thing it's not just as you see it today but we can actually sell or design and sell a wider platform so if you decide mm -hmm. you know what this is not as stable as i wanted it to be you can upgrade to an xl Oh, nice. We'll oh, yeah. This. Yeah. And I recently heard this. And now, uh, you know, don't quote me on this, but we might even offer a longer version that uses the same center uh, plastic hull, right? So that if you're going to go uh, longer distances or perhaps you want to do, uh, you know, you want to go offshore and maybe hit some waves. So you want to have a little bit more rocker to you know, slice through them, you know, things like, or rather, you know, go through them. A lot of different options, right? We're still experimenting with it. You know, I, I can go on and on, but that's the gist of, you know, some of the advantages of using the center rigid hole. Yeah, that's that's a super interesting concept because, and correct me if I'm 
misunderstanding, but you essentially can take that center section out and have, I mean, if you bought three inflatable hulls, if you decided to design three or what two or the long one and the short one or the wide right. one and the narrow one, you could have two or three different boats. That's just as simply as switching out your center piece. Sure. Yeah. That's so all. That, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, you could have, I mean, if you had a an SUV, you could have a river boat, a lake boat or a offshore boat and the exactly. centerpiece and you'd have everything there with you. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Um, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, and there's going to be three models, right? There, at least to start with, we're going to have the standard sub. So there is going to be a, a sub version without the pedal drive, right? Okay. Um, with an option to add a seat. Then there's going to be the wreck with pedal version. Uh, similar to what you're seeing right now in that photo without some of the added accessories. And then you'll have the angler version. Um, the angler version will actually offer a little more than what you're seeing there um, than what was available at ICAST at the time. Um, again, that seat platform is a prototype, but that whole thing just comes off and that thing's going to be expanded to incorporate more angler features based on the consumer feedback we got at the show. Hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What? So th what are the differences between the three, like uh, weight-wise and uh, width-wise? Uh, the width will be the same on all okay. three, and the length will be the same. Uh, I can't give you the specs on the, the, the weights right now, but I know uh, that the angler is roughly 60 pounds without the seat and drive. That's not bad. Yeah. Mm. No, not bad at all. Without the seat and drive. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I'm tracking whenever you add a seat. I mean, there's, there's trade-offs. It's, it's, I hear it all the time whenever right. you're talking about a pedal drive kayak and they're like, Oh yeah. It, oh, it only weighs 80 pounds or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's without the seat and drive. Like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, the boat in the water weighs 120 pounds before yeah, you yeah. add anything else to it. Oh, that's too heavy. I was like, yeah, but I mean, there's, there's pros and cons. There's you, you have takeaways with everything. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, I mean, I mean they are borderline boats now. It was well, pretty yeah. much. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree, hundred percent. I mean, we were talking a little about that a little bit before the show. They're, uh, yeah. yeah, big kayaks. Kayaks are just getting bigger. Yeah. Uh, so you're seeing... we're going to see road and molded John boats eventually. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well we kind of have something like that. I was about... oh, man. yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> what? What are we talking about? A Johnny boat? Because yeah, I big John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, big Johns. Mm -hmm. I forgot. I forgot. Feel free made those. Yeah. yeah. I was, yep. I was same designer. That's Peter. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, um, going back to the airships, I think this is something Matt has a question for too. Uh, the bottom part of the inflatable is that like a plastic shell? So no, the inflatable is just a standard drop stitch inflatable tube, right? That you mm -hmm. find like on all the subs that are out there right now. Mm -hmm. The center plastic hull you know i guess we got to come up with some terms for this but um is essentially what's at the bottom so mm -hmm. when you come up on some rocks it's the plastic hitting okay rocks versus the inflatable um tube so another advantage of the plastic is was well, you guys know with plastic it's a little more durable it is polyethylene plastic mm -hmm. and can be you know depending on how bad your your hole is or your scratch you can repair that um, yeah, I've so, had yeah. to do that on mine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a reality of owning a kayak, right? But yeah. you know, so there's an advantage there over like a standard inflatable sub is that since it's rigid, you know, it, it kind of tracks to the water a little bit better. Now, can I prove that scientifically? No, that's what the designer's telling me. But yeah. you know, we're going to go with what he said, right? As the marketing guy. Now, I will say we've been testing this guy in North Carolina over the last three weeks, and uh, the reports I'm getting, because I'm here in Texas, is that it's really nimble, it's really quick, it's really fun to use. But what makes it perform well in the water is what I'm being told is that it it, it kind of glides over the water versus a kayak where it's actually sitting a little bit mm -hmm. farther deeper into the water. Yep, and I can attest to that. Uh, having the NRS, that thing, like one paddle stroke, and you can completely turn 360 degrees on it. So yeah, I completely. I can completely see that this thing maneuvers just as well as that. And 
John Rapp actually shared a video with us earlier today that showed this thing in action. And uh, that thing was turning on a dime. I'm like, that's yeah, pretty that's impressive. What, that's what yeah. I was getting ready to say. I mean, he it, it was it was going straighter and straight. And then you could tell it's not when he started the turn. It's like with most kayaks, you know, it takes that second to start right. turning. It was just boop and just turn. Right. Like, so, yeah, there he's not fibbing. I've seen it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the report coming back is that it's fun, you know, and that's what, you know, that's first and foremost, most important, right? I mean, aside from safety and all that, but um, when it comes to the actual response or the, the reaction you get from it, fun is first, right? Yeah, uh, at least yeah. in my opinion. And, um, you know, we, we just, you know, there are some, like I said, you know, you got to be careful though, because you are, if it's a windy day, now you become a little bit of a sail. So yeah, there's some disadvantages, but again, it's it's not for every use, you know, it's, it's great for specific applications and in specific days. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a great option for those really at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's like it's mentioned just a second ago, it's not really for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want portability, you know, you got trouble storing a kayak in an apartment and you don't own a truck. I mean, that's one of the things we haven't really talked about yet is how it breaks down. So mm-hmm. it's actually three pieces. It's uh, the bow plastic center hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stern plastic center hole, which come together, lock, you know, interlocking. And then you have the tube that slides around it. Um, mm. So that gives you a pack size. Now we, we haven't, again, don't quote me on this one, but the pack size I believe is around 50 inches by about 30 by about 20. And you can wheel it around and we'll even offer a durable uh, as an added accessory. You can buy instead of, the, instead of using like a canvas bag with it, wheels you can get like a rigid box to put it in as well hmm. does that also include like a patch kit and the pump and everything too yeah it'll include the pump and the patch kit you know i will say that you know personally speaking again like my wife owns a, a, a inflatable stand-up powder board it doesn't matter who you are how strong you are you, you want to get an electric pump mm-hmm. oh, yeah yeah oh, it, i mean yeah yeah i agree By it's not easy you, no, by the time you get all your stuff out of your vehicle, you know, if you're fishing your rod and all that kind of stuff and your life vest, I mean, you know, it's it'll be almost done mm-hmm. inflating. And the nice thing about this is you're not inflating an entire stand-up powder board. You're just inflating a tube. I got you. Okay. So with, with that three-piece design, um, just because I'm sure someone will be thinking about it uh, and we'll either get a message about it or they'll just be mad that we didn't go over it. Uh <laughs> put to disassemble it's the the stern and the bow pieces they come apart and then you have your tube is assembly to where you put the stern and the bow pieces you interlock them in the tube around it or can you inflate the tube and then put in your center pieces no you inflate it after you uh, they have it's it's hard for me to explain you know without showing you but it's imagine like a an area like this and then the tube has like these uh, extensions from the tube that sits over here that come in here like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just kind of goes in like that, right? So you slide it around and then you inflate it, which gives it that ability to lock itself into place. Okay. So it's almost, it's kind of like a C channel all the way around to where it goes in and locks Thank itself in yeah. with pressure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I thought. And I was like, I'm thinking that's great. Cause like you said, you put an electric pump on it. The time you're done getting, your PFD out, your rods, tackle, everything, it'll be ready to go. There's no extra pieces after, you know, extra setup, all the tubes inflated. Now I got to put the centerpiece. It's all done. Yeah. Right. So, well, something like this, you can also keep inflated and just throw it in the bed of your truck, which is what I did. I would just cam strap it in fully inflated yeah. and go. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, I think there'll be many of those who have the, advantage of, of having a truck or you know a big van or something to keep it inflated yeah you can certainly do that absolutely Very yeah cool. but the the ability like you said with the extra accessory of the the hard case now it's like for somebody like me like i'm going to florida on friday uh i tried and tried and tried to persuade my wife to let me bring my boat she won't <laughs> because i need room in the truck yeah. bed for disney crap um <laughs> But with something like this, I mean, it's as simple as, yeah, I can put it in there. It's just another pack. Right. 
and it doesn't take up any room. Or if you're flying now, I mean, you can obviously check bags, not cheap, but if you want to bring your boat with you, wherever you're going, you can, their ability is there because you can check, do a check bag and pick it up when you get there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the cool thing about inflatables, man. I mean, we we have a uh, area up here in Ohio where you got to hike miles to get into some of these ponds and stuff. And like, if you want to get to the real good spots, you have to go five miles plus from what I hear. So something like this is like a no brainer for something fishing, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, you got some weight there, but you can certainly uh, pack it up. And I mean, the, the, the bag that it's going to come with, will have the two, uh, you know, backpack style. uh, Yeah. I'm sure Matt uh, has carried big packs like that while deployed over and, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've yeah. I mean I've I've done hundred plus pound ruck marches and <laughs> you know, I mean the heaviest pack is of the heaviest pack was like 170, 175, and wow. it was in, it was in school of infantry training. It wasn't even like I never took that much of the field with me or deployed. Like crazy, I was like, man. That's just dumb. Like I didn't need the stuff if I didn't right. have to, ounces <laughs> equal pounds and pounds equal pain. Yeah. But uh yeah, so anything below like hundred and thirty. I automatically think I was like, yeah, I can do that. I'm broken now and I can still do that. I mean, just, <laughs> you, you put something on your back, unless you're going like, like if I'm going 20 miles or something, yeah, I'm not going to want to do that. But five or six miles, I mean, most people underestimate themselves and thinking, oh, that's 80 pounds on my back or something. Yeah, like yeah. 80 pounds on your back is, is nothing. You can be out of shape. 80 pounds is going to, I mean, over time, but for a short jaunt or, you know, a couple miles. Yeah, you'll you'll be surprised how much you can go on a little fun walk with. Yeah, especially if you properly carry it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Pack it. So let so let's talk about the pedals. Uh, is it like your uh, typical pedals that show up on your other kind of kayaks that you guys make? So this is the uh, Pro Fish Drive, which is the one on our Three Waters Kayak and Sea Stream series. So it's our a little bit more affordable version. We have the Overdrive. The Overdrive. Just, just did not make sense for this product because we're trying to keep the price point uh, lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, the overdrive is a, a little more enhanced because it has the ability to integrate a uh, motor into it, right? Without changing the gears and or doing really, you're just basically turning it into a motor drive in a matter of seconds. So it's a little more complex, a little heavier. We just didn't feel like it was the right product for this. This is a little simpler in design, um, chain driven a lot quieter, uh, smooth, and just easy to use. So uh, kind of a no-frills pedal system. That's cool. I, I've never used one. I, Matt, did your kayak I've used – no. So I had the Big Fish 120, which was mm-hmm. a great oh, boat. yeah. Was a big I thought you had pedals boat. for some reason. No, I've been in the Big Fish 108, though, mm-hmm. um, which I want to say had this style of drive in it. I know it yeah. didn't have the overdrive. Yeah. Um and it was comfortable to pedal. It was it was quick. If I really goosed on it, I could get going. Um, it was, but what's most important, especially in a kayak sense, it was quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, I was able to slow chop my way and creep into spots without, in my opinion, granted my head wasn't under the water and not a fish, right. but you know, it was quiet enough to where I wasn't concerned about making a ton of noise and blowing a spot out. Right. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. This uh, so, so this deck um, design, I kind of like it uh, because on my inflatable I used to have is that's where I had to patch it. So I would get rocks stuck in the bottom of my shoe. I do a lot of river fishing, and those little like sharp, you know, I don't know pebbles. I guess you call them. They get stuck in the bottom of my shoe. I would stand up and fish, and I poked a hole in it. I don't see that happening with this thing just because that center piece is just rigid and it's like hard, durable plastic, right? Right. The entire center hole is uh, is polyethylene plastic, just same as your kayak. Yeah. See, I, I really like that. I think that's genius. And that just kind of, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It kind of puts my mind to ease, you know, yeah. when it uh, comes to inflatables. So I, I really like that design. Yeah, and we're able to save, you know, and a lot of people, one, nice thing about having an inflatable uh, aspect to this 
is again, like I mentioned earlier, the ability to uh, save some weight. You know, if this was all plastic, it'd just be another plastic stand-up powder board. So again, mm -hmm. just trying to find ways to minimize the footprint that this has when you store it, and, and, and of course, saving some weight. And that was one of our goals. So, you know, again, it, it you know, you might be a person who's got a big old garage with um, plenty of space in a truck. Well, maybe this may not be the product for you, but you know, for those wanting that that convenience, um, well, there you have it. Yeah, I'm I'm a, on the same team with Brad here. It's nice to have kind of what your workspace would be to where it's that hard, dur durable plastic. Um. Because obviously that's where your feet's going to be. That's where you're going to be standing. That's like you, Brad, you said, you know, I you get measuring fish. In your show. That's where you're going to be measuring fish. That's where if you're like me, you're going to be cutting lures off and throwing them on the deck nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's nice that your workspace, same with the stern. Um, if you're putting, uh, you know, a yak gadget low pro box or something, or something hard, right. it has something to sit on. So it's going to be, you know, it overall, and it gives you the extra structural support for that pedal drive, um, which I'm guessing, you know, because you mentioned earlier, there's some other inflate. There's another inflatable out there with a the pedal drive system, but the pedal, a train driven pedal drive, something like this. I mean, they, the reason why they can get up and going quick without putting a ridiculous amount of effort in it is because you can get some torque on it mm -hmm. and having that plastic centerpiece allows you to still throw that torque in it and then on without being bag. flexible exactly like it's yeah. rigid enough to where it's going to take the torque and i can feel like if, if i can push you know four and a half five miles an hour on a rotomotive bolt boat with this gliding on top of the water i bet you can hit some decent speeds with this boat yeah that's where we're you know we haven't officially measured any speed um to date, but um, according to the designer, he said, I mean, he, he said he was able to get it up to four and a half pretty easy. Um, pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, he's um, slightly bigger dude, you know, a little more weight on the, on the boat. Um, we do, um, I forgot to mention earlier that the capacity as of now is 375 pounds. Um, so, you know, obviously you got to take into consideration the seat, the gear and all that kind of stuff. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, Floats well, let's just put it that way. Yeah, going back to the deck thing, Matt, or I, I mentioned measuring fish and stuff too, and that's that's another common problem people have with inflatables is that fish flop off the board and they spine the kayak. The inflatable kayak pops a hole, so that kind of solves that issue too. So I was just going to throw that in there as well. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I'll put that in my marketing bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I I only say that because I had a buddy. He has uh, one of the Hobies, and he put a hole in it just for really? those fish spines. Yeah. Yeah, that's hot, man. You got to be careful with those spines. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, as someone who still has a tip of one in his thumb. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, still? They suck. Yeah, dude, it hasn't come out. I, like, I've taken a knife to it. I've taken Dang. scissors, like surgical scissors. Like it's, and I can see it's a little black dot sitting in there. I just got a piece of small mouth with me forever because it will not come out. I'm really surprised it hasn't like got infected or nothing, but it's like healed over. Just a black dot. Oh, wow. my skin. Yeah. So I remember wait, that I, was like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, dude is when That's I caught crazy. that 18 and a half and it spined the crap out of me jumping around. And uh, yeah, like it's stupid, but <laughs> You don't find yourself sleeping more or anything strange, right? Or I tell you what, I'll be honest, man. I found so I don't know if it was from the river or what, but I got some like weird like bumps on my arm. Maybe it's from that. That's that I never thought about that, but that's when it happened. So maybe it's I don't know. Like I've got I thought it was poison ivy, but oh that river water's maybe. nasty, man. Yeah. I know. I probably got monkey pox or something. <laughs> uh. Especially this time of the year, man. You guys are careful out there. Hey, yeah. I haven't got a tick yet. I found them on me, but nothing's bit me yet. And we've got out of the boats and walked through some high stuff. Yeah. Getting yeah. To riffles. So I'm. Yeah. It's blessed. Not. Yeah. Been um, doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a deer hunter, dove hunter, and duck hunter. Yeah. I live with ticks. Yeah. It sucks. It's, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I hate it. Um, okay. Uh, enough about Matt's tick obsession. Let's. <laughs> 
let's uh i got stories too but we'll leave them for another day well yeah we'll we'll, we'll come back to them it's fine uh, <laughs> so with the uh inner tube because we've talked about the plastic centerpiece and why that's pivotal and why i mean all the things just me and brad said that would make it awesome how how is the inner tube piece itself designed now i know it's still a prototype and whatnot but if you can give us like a kind of a broad design of what it is it'd be great yeah i mean I, it's drop stitch um s similar to all the other inflatables out there mm -hmm. um i mean i guess it's you know i don't really i can't give you the technical aspects of how it's designed but you know <laughs> to give you a visual aspect it's like <laughs> this it's not a donut right it's more like a what do you call it a wishbone right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and and then it has these uh you know uh, extra pieces that slide into the channel so uh, but it does fold up you know into a smaller uh compact package i guess and um but you know as far as advantages go again it just reduces the weight of the overall product um mm -hmm. we were in the initial concept we were talking about how we can expand the size you know i mentioned that earlier when we first started so that was a big factor in why we proceeded with this because we actually had a plastic version of this first didn't look exactly like this but it was pretty similar hmm. and we we're just kind of like well it's just a two-piece plastic stuff you know what 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 can we do to make this better and that's when peter came up with the concept and i say peter he might have he might have had other people on the team involved as well but i mentioned him because he's the lead designer um but when we when we got to talking about being able to make it even like uh six inch six inches wider even eight inches wider for those who want you know go from a 375 pound capacity to 450 right uh so instead of going out and buying uh um, um outriggers um you can upgrade or buy the, the large version of this uh watercraft hmm. and i keep saying watercraft because i'm having a hard time pinpointing what it is to be honest. yeah as it's a marketer i'm like Man, it's like a, I mean, I'm calling it a sub kayak hybrid, right? Which yeah. makes sense, but you know, it's just another yeah. one of those things. Yeah, it's like it's, a it's, stand up paddle, stand up paddle board. It kind of has like the front nose of a old, like a tip, uh, traditional kayak. And it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. I don't know. Yeah. Suppy yak or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's it's like it's a hybrid, is what it is, and it's it a really hybrid is. that that the plus with it being being a hybrid is if you want to have a sup board, you have a sup board, and if you want to have a sit down fishing machine, you got a sit down fishing machine with pedals. I mean, it, it's gonna be able to solve whatever activity that you personally might want to do or you personally enjoy. Cause there's people out there that, I mean, I work in the retail industry and the outdoor retail industry and you know, there are people who's like, Oh, I hate kayaks, but I want to buy this sup board. Right. And I'm like, well, that's like from, from my aspect, I was like, yeah, that sounds terrible to stand for six hours a day, <laughs> enjoying a paddle. Like yeah. for me, that doesn't work. But with this boat, they can, I mean, me and someone who's a hundred percent different than me could have the same boat that does different things and it looks completely different. Like you wouldn't yeah. be able to tell you could see someone using a sup board and then me just waving as I pedal by and be like, Oh, there's a kayaker and there's a, a person on a stand up paddle board, but they wouldn't know that they're both their airship. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let Matt pull up the picture of the seat, like a closer picture. If they have one, uh, I want to start talking about that a little bit. So this seat is, is it, like the traditional feel-free seat that they're known for? Yeah, so that's our Easy Rider seat, um, same materials. It's, it's, been, it's been beefed up a little bit, um, but it um, this is incorporating a base platform. So the recreational version of this won't have, um, I wish I can point, but the plastic uh, platform at the, at the base of the bottom, right? It'll mm -hmm. just be uh, mounted directly to the boat itself. And... Uh, but this seat's showing some accessories, right? You got the bag in the back of the seat because, you know, obviously with the SUP, you have less storage, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's, you know, we're going to have some options for you there. The uh, base, I, mean, I guess I got to come up with a name for that too. Jeez. Um, <laughs> um, 
Well, so that was an initial prototype. And after ICAST, we decided that that needed to change up quite a bit, you know, the position of the rails and the mm -hmm. size of it and kind of pushing things a little bit farther back so we can incorporate some rod hold, some flush mounted rod holders. Uh, there was talk about doing a, a flat area, you know, because like you mentioned earlier, you're fishing and you're changing out worms. And the last thing you worried about is where am I going to put this thing? So you want to just put it down somewhere. So having a, a little, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but a little area to put your your used uh, lures in. Mm -hmm. So, and then having storage on the other side, one side versus on both sides. Because right now, as you can see, it has a uh, <clears throat> two storage areas, both on the left and right. The idea is to utilize, uh, kind of have more of an open area on one side, and the other side you can have dry storage. Gotcha. I, I thought. Yeah, see, I I messed with Matt when we first saw it. I I said that looks like a live well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that's what I was, that's what I was getting ready to say. Like yeah. the first thing that I thought, like you said, it was a cooler for your smallmouth, and it took it off. <laughs> and uh, uh, but I thought the first thing I thought I was like, I tell you what, I mean, for your offshore guys or people who fish with like live minnows or whatever, you could turn that into a live well pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Like there, I mean, it wouldn't take too much modification or something that the marketing director of feel free can look into yeah I'm gonna <laughs> and make a kit to where hey turn your on your air airship you can turn one of your dry storage into a live well yeah that's it. i mean i'm just just something to think Heads about up. yeah I, I, i'm gonna write that hold on let me write that one down <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's that's the first thing that came to my mind because i was like at first i was like oh it's probably dry storage and then i was like what if it's a live uh a live well for bait fish I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> drop drop like some be, shiners in. I'm just telling you, like that would be, I that would pull a ton of people over who live yeah. fish, and they'd say, yeah. oh, instead of having like a Fram bale aerator on a five gallon bucket they got from Lowe's behind the seat, it's yeah. right there in their workspace. It's crappie just fishermen. I mean, it it's crappie fishermen. You know, people who fish salt with live bait, which is 99 percent of salt fishermen, right? And then you got the guys out there who are too stubborn to try lures, so they use minnows for bat for bass. Yeah. Which, hey, nothing wrong with it. It's fine. They're bait fish. I don't really care about them that much. But you know, it's it's just a thought. Yeah. So. No, that's that's great. You know, and and it's actually a lot bigger than it looks. Um, I I'm just kind of throwing this out there, but I I believe it could probably hold three gallons, if not maybe. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, if you look at that cooler in the back, that's a 25-liter cooler. So you can yeah. see how big it actually is. Now, is that – I know you, you're changing it up a little bit whatnot, but is that base dry storage? Is it like one big area, or is it two sectioned-off areas? No, it would be two sectioned-off areas. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, that, that was going to throw the live well aspect out because then all the fish would just go under your seat and you wouldn't be able to get them. Yeah, yeah. that would suck. Good point. <laughs> the, uh, that hatch part, how, how big is that hatch? Is it like six inch open? Yeah, it's six inch hatch. And again, the, yeah, that's the, perfect. Yeah, the, the, the feedback we're getting though is instead of having two hatches, um, leave one side a little bit more open for random things. You're, you know, even a small tackle box and mm -hmm. trash, and, you know, you're, I mean, one of the things you don't see is a bottle holder, right? So that's one of the things we talked about, you know, putting a bottle holder on one side as well. So that 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 base platform, the, the overall uh, watercraft itself probably won't change much in design, but I can guarantee you that base is going to look quite a bit different once we get to production. Interested to see it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, so how is that? Uh, how does it attach to the kayak itself? So we have a new cam lock system. Um, there's well, there's in the back. There's a uh, I don't know, it's hard to explain. There's a channel for the seat, and in the front, mm -hmm. there's a cam lock system. So I wish there was a yeah. You yeah, maybe see it there. A little, you kind of zoom in. Yeah, it won't let me. I can do yeah, that. That's kind of hard to see, but yeah, that's okay. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's a uh, other brands out there where the seat just straps down. It's kind of annoying too because you know you got to mess with it a little bit, and it comes loose after a trip or two. Yeah, we're that that 
little system we're calling it a cam lock system and i'm not sure that's the right description for it but basically we're gonna put that on eventually it'll make its way onto some of the other kayaks as well nice it's a new, oh yeah that's new concept yeah yeah that's that's awesome that's that's a plus whenever we have any any company on the show and they're like yeah we're bringing something new to innovate the industry i mean we had glenn young from z-man john thomas from yak gadget he loves to say this every single show but every time you make something new yeah. it can it can jump to other products and it can force other people to start making it because it's a good design yeah um you know now that we've zoomed on this picture i can see it's two different channels and i like because it looks like you're gonna have ample underneath seat space as well yeah, yeah. which is nice so and again i'm a big fan of workspace um my workspace is in my immediate area i hate having to reach for stuff so yeah. having everything in that workspace is nice because it makes overall fishing. If, the, if you make the fishing experience easier, people yeah. will enjoy it more. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, that, and that's a lot of the feedback we were open to at ICAST. You know, we had a lot of pro team guy, kind of guy, not just our team, but other, you know, anglers, obviously. Uh, have you guys been to ICAST before? No, I have not. Yeah, you should go. Yeah. Next guys, year, I'm going. You can be media guys, make it in really easy. But uh, we were, very open to feedback because you know many a time we launch a product get it out there and we're like oh you know this guy's saying this that makes sense well I, you know we've been told to do this 30 times maybe we should change it so mm -hmm. we want to take a different approach this time right and you, you, little things like well you know we were talking about well somebody was talking about the scene how well there's all this space might have put a drawer there or something you know a drawer with holes so that if water gets in it drains any you know there's so many different options with this craft and what makes it easy to do that is the fact and, and I, I keep mentioning this is the plastic center hole mm -hmm. yeah about to, when you're talking about a cup holder and stuff i was thinking and then you immediately said yeah the center hole and the tube probably is not going to change that much i was like oh man a perfect place for that cup holder if you could inlay it into that plastic to where it's out of the way of your pedal stroke but still right in your workspace right right there in the middle right perfect yeah well again it's it, it's the mold has not been created. Let's just put it that way. All right. That's so I know idea. if I see if I see a live well accessory, <laughs> and if I see the if I see a, a what do you want, a, man? What do you want? A water holder in the middle. I just want to. I mean, hey, if two if those things show up, I'm be emailing you. Say, hey, man, <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> I need at least a, I need at least a demo boat so I can try it out and I'll send it back. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? Every every guy at ICAST is going to be emailing me like, "Remember that idea I told you?" <laughs> but no, that's that's great that you you're taking that that uh, 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 direction with it to where you're listening to the end user of the product. So much with mm -hmm. no matter what industry you're in, it could be uh, cinema, it could be you know whatever vehicles. Right if you listen to the end users and enough of them say the same thing and you can implement it, why not try to implement it? Because you're exactly. making the majority. Now there's some people who are out there like, I want to be able to put a grill on it. All right, man, that's dumb. So <laughs> you melt a hole in the inflatable, I, but there'd be somebody who would like think that, and then you can't give everyone what they want, but going from the end user aspect and listening to the consumer, yeah. in my opinion, is never a bad thing for a company to do because a it shows that you're listening to your consumer which from a business standpoint is good because it's going to draw more people to you because hey oh we make a suggestion they listen to it you know there's yeah. companies out there who are have an open email policy where you can email them uh, z-man's like that for example you can email z-man directly ask a question about a product or ask hey can you guys do something like this or can you change a color? A couple of their colors are from, they're not from pros or anything. They're from like customers emailing, Hey, can you make this color? And then that's they make that cool. color. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's the same concept, which is great. I love when, you know, companies, cause like you said, you're an international company. It's an international business. You guys are in a bunch of different countries. I'm sure you are busy nonstop, but if you take the time to listen to the consumers, it's a win-win for everybody. So, Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it's difficult too because you know, I mean, like our designer, you know, he's a New Zealander and he's, uh, you know, lives in Bangkok right now. And what people are looking for in Australia, New Zealand, Bangkok, France, you know, because again, we're all over the place, you know, is different than what anglers 
you know, expect here in the U.S. So we have yeah. to listen to everybody. And it does make it difficult sometimes. But I think bringing this to ICAST was probably uh, one of the best things we could have done. And the, the designer, Peter, was actually there and uh, was able to, you know, speak to the end, some of the end users. And dealers, too. I mean, that's another thing we're, I, I keep forgetting to mention are dealers. They know more than we do at the end of the day what the customers want. Yeah. I can't believe that this thing didn't win Watercraft at ICAST. Well, we didn't yeah. answer. Um, we no, stopped, you didn't. <laughs> we stopped entering. I just, I don't it, know. I was going to say that this was the thing that stood out to me out of all the kayaks. It, yeah. it would have easily won if you guys entered it, I think. Yeah, uh, we, yeah we've entered stuff before, and it just, you know, we just kind of got to the point where it's just not worth it. Let's just have it in our booth and let people come talk to us. Yeah, I hear it. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I agree with Brad. It would have won, yeah. in my opinion. I think, I mean, that's, ever all the watercraft that was there, uh, this this stood out to me for the right reasons. There were some things I saw there that stood out to me because it made my head hurt. Right. But. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the Whopper Plumper Buzzbait. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like that one, yes. Um, well, we, I appreciate that, man. That, that means a lot. And I'll relay it over to uh, Peter, our designer, because he's he came. He was a little cautious, you know, presenting this to us when. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, completely understand that. Just because, like Matt said earlier, it's inflatables just get so much stupid hate from people for no reason. Yeah. Well, and again, yeah. if if this is not for you. That's okay, man. We got there's we got other kayaks, we got big kayaks, small kayaks, you name it, and standard kayaks and pedal or paddle and pedal kayaks and motor kayaks. And then there's what at least a dozen solid brands out there. So yep. a lot of options for everybody, you know. Pick and choose what you think works for you. And we think there's a place for this. Yep. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else on the back side of the seat, Matt, we didn't talk about? Because I can't see the picture. Well, let me zoom out so you can see the only, I mean this, so this info doesn't have a whole, like I, we could watch the video, but I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. I'll, I'm going to, if, if you want to watch the video, I'm, it's on YouTube people. You can go watch it. Um, but no, I mean, other than I'm guessing, is this again, prototype got to get changed, but is this a rear track that's back there? Or is it just like a support? Yeah, that's a rear track. And again, it, it, that was one of the discussion points where we're like, well, it might not really work there. Um, so we're kind of we're trying to figure some things out. Right. I, I can't give you any definite answers right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, the back area was an open area with with some, uh, um, you know, eyelet or uh, what I'm trying to say, where you can clip your some accessories to, as you can see, the yeah. cooler air is clipped to the tank well area. And mm -hmm. then there's, of course, the rudder. Um, there's we were talking about and this is again talking about developing an accessory basically a transom um accessory so you could put a trolling motor there i was gonna ask yeah. what cool. plans have you made for motors yeah so that's that's a definite one and then peter said something about uh kind of more jet powered mo type motor mm -hmm. um but, you know, I don't want to elaborate on that because I was like, shut up, man. Like, stop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a company out there that I saw recently that has something that fits on the back of kayaks and it's jet powered. I just can't remember mm -hmm. who makes it. Yeah. Uh, I know I saw that. Uh, it was on, I think it was a TikTok or somebody sent it in, our, in the host chat or something. But it was like the first rendition. I mean, people are being crazy with motors. I know I, I've yeah. seen videos that dudes use like leaf blowers yeah. and <laughs> they use drills and everything else. And then this one guy had one where it has two little jet motors on the side. You put it on a kayak. I'm too wide for my camera and I'm going the wrong way. But you put it on a kayak and it yeah. has two jet motors on the side. And that, I mean, those things like that kayak gets on plane. Yeah. Like it's insane. Well, if you if you ever uh, so, you know, we own Johnny. Uh, the Johnny mm -hmm. brand as well, and it's. I, I sometimes invite people to join just so they can see the, the crazy stuff people do with their Johnny boats because it's got a, a transom mount already built into the boat, and that's it's a boat that's designed to plane if you can get it that fast, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we say 
two and a half to three horsepower, but you know, people go out and put five horsepower in this thing. And it's crazy what some of these guys do. I mean, you just hooting and hollering down some of the channels down in Florida with, with uh what do you call those motors? Uh, 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 uh like a mud motor. Yeah. Well, some of those. And oh yeah. They're standing people up. Putting, and like, Woo! People are putting yeah. mud motors on Johnny boats. Oh man. It's crazy what these guys are doing. Man. <laughs> That's insane. It's awesome. I, 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 I want to see one. I want to see someone put a fan motor on it. Uh, make yeah. it happen. Roland. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's already done. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, so the tank will anyway. Uh, we're, we are talking about some motor options, and um, you know, perhaps even in the future, we may even do something in the uh, center hull as well. Um, or you know, we're always you know we're we love partners. We love working with people like Yeah Gadget and whatnot. So more power to them if they can come up with some cool things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gadget's awesome. I like yeah, John. You ain't wrong. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, there's just so much cool stuff that people are making. So, yep. Uh, but I'm sorry. I wish there was more of a picture there for you to see, but it's, it's, it just looks like a standard rear of a kayak and or sub. It's, it's, it's not a deep tank. Well, there is one last thing we can hit. Yeah, talk about the rudder a little bit. How does it connect to the inflatable? on the back yeah so it's actually connected to the plastic so in the back remember i mentioned it's more of a a, a horseshoe design mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. that of a or i said a wishbone design but i guess horseshoe wishbone, yeah. Say, yeah uh so it uh, um it actually ends at the stern on the left and right and the center rear area of the of the of the uh, watercraft is the plastic hull as well. So the rudder mounts to that. And the way Peter designed the rudder so that you can disconnect it and remove the whole thing along with the steerable device. Uh, oh. We're still trying to play with that a little bit. It's not 100%. Um, you know, he was kind of thinking through it a bit. Um, but the idea is that, yeah, when you collapse this, you can actually remove the entire rudder and steerable or and, and uh, steering mechanism housing from it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's all mounted above the plastic in these channels versus inside the hole. I got you. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, that wishbone. I guess I wasn't putting two to two together. You said wishbone, and my brain just said, "No, he means oval." I don't know why I would question the guy who knows more about it than I do, but I'm stupid. I'm, so that's okay. uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm, hey, man, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. You know, I'm writing bullet points every day. Like, what is this thing? <laughs> so that's that's cool though that it's that wishbone because it's that plastic that gives you a lot more play with what accessories you can put there like you you when you just said transom i was thinking i was like dude how are they gonna put a transom on the inflatable part like this it's gonna be weird or it's not gonna but it's plastic so it's gonna work fine yeah um and the other question i had that didn't click to me till just now if you decided you want to take that pedal drive out you obviously don't have to have that in the boat to be on the water with it, correct? You don't, but um, so that's another discussion we're having. You know, it. You don't have to have it absolutely, and we're talking about creating a, a kind of a blank to mm-hmm. put in there so with a little mm-hmm. storage. But you will still have. I don't know if you can if you can zoom into the picture there a little bit, but you can see how it's got that plastic housing that is still there. That does not go away. Okay. okay. So yeah. the idea was to create a blank that goes in there so that with a little bit of a storage unit. I, I would say my mind went towards thinking somebody jumping right through it and diving down under the kayak. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. No. Um, but, yeah. again, but the option, if you don't want to use that, especially once motors come out, right. and if you, you know somebody's found a way to put a motor, because, I mean, obviously, you know as well as I do, you'll send this to market and within six days, someone yeah. will say, I don't want the pedal drive anymore. And they'll have a Minn Kota something on the back, or they'll yeah. somehow figure out a way to strap an XI three to an inflatable and they'll put it at the front <laughs> of the bow or something. They will. And yeah. you know, they'll take that out. So having that blank to where, you know, you could put that down in there that becomes, you know, cause it's a pedal drive. So that becomes a good bit of storage that someone can use as dry storage right in front of them in that workspace that I like to talk about all the time with kayaks. Yeah. It's right there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's – I like that you guys have already thought about that. Like, oh, there's going to be people who don't want the pedal drive. Let's make that dry storage. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we were discussing as well. Matt, you just need to design kayaks, dude. Sounds like you're on top you want, of man. 
Roll one. You you just you give me a position. I don't want to move to Bangkok, but I'll, I'll work remote. Yeah, that's funny. They don't have smallmouth, so sorry, can't go. Yeah, a lot of snakehead though. We uh we went fishing snakehead there. That was pretty awesome. Took us to yes, the jungle. That would be fun. Snake snakehead are fun. Like I've caught a couple snakehead, but they scare the crap out of me. It's, it's the same way as like when I take like catch a pike or a muskie from a kayak. And I get it in the net, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And the excitement wears off. Like, oh, this thing could, like, kill yeah. me. No, if it yeah, bites the wrong right. part of my wrist, I'm dead. And snakehead are mean as snot. So. <laughs> yeah, it's the oh, shit factor. Sorry, I just passed it. Uh, <laughs> no, no you're that's, fine. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it is. Because, I mean, I've caught bowfin, and you get them out of the water, and they're, like, just stupid-looking fish, and they don't oh, do yeah. anything. And then you catch a snakehead, and it's, like, trying to kill you. So, yeah. like... <laughs> we got a lot of gar here in Texas, so that's that's my scare fish. Oh yeah, well, like alligator gar. Yeah. Oh, see, Ooh. I want to catch one really bad. I never have, and I want to catch one in my brain because I've I've like, what was that show? River monsters. And yeah. River monsters? Yeah, he went and caught like a ginormous alligator gar. Yep. And it was like it's. I mean, they have like they have like scales that are harder than rock. Yeah, it's that insane. thing blows my mind. Like, they're actually pretty amazing. I mean, they're like prehistoric looking. I, yeah. yeah, they're so cool. I want one in an yeah. aquarium. That won't ever work out. But like, <laughs> we <laughs> we kind of got prehistoric fish here on the Ohio River paddlefish. Oh yeah, yeah we got paddlefish. Yeah. Which those are weird looking too. Yeah, they're just big, weird, goofy looking fish though. I want to hey, catch you one. Can't believe they still exist. You know, yeah, awesome. All right. Well. Uh, Wait, so when, when are you guys expecting to drop this thing? So we're, uh, we have a bad habit of putting dates out and not meeting those dates. So we've decided <laughs> not to give specific dates anymore. Um, I actually, you know, laid it down and said, we're not going to give a date, guys. Because uh, they gave me a date, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So right. at this point, I'm telling you 2023, more than likely the summertime. Okay. Um, we're really close. Awesome. I mean, the, the the inflatable part is pretty much done. It's just the center hole. You know, once we get that, you know, fine tune and you know the mold put together, and that's that's the you know honestly, I hate to put it this way, but it's kind of the easy part. Um, that's what we do, right? Um, but the the area in which you know it might take a little bit longer is refining the way the rudder system works and it gets removed. You know, fixing that platform. And really just, you know, making sure. Oh, and the other thing where the, the uh, uh, both the designer and the owner of the company and the owners are working together to make sure this can be put together fairly quickly. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, that's very yeah. important. So they're, they gave them a time limit and they're, I'm not going to tell you what that is, but they gave them a time limit and they're challenging the, the, guy, the team to make it so that it can be put together in that amount of time, knowing that they won't, but at least we'll work, work to get to that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, do you guys got a price on it yet? Yeah, so I have some pricing. Um, you know, I, I do need to say, perhaps it was saying, you know, this is, you know. Tentative. Pretty, yes. Um, but the angler version, which would be the one you see there with without the cooler and all the extra, extra accessories, it would be the pedal, the center hole, the inflatable ring, the seat, and the platform. We're looking at about $2,000. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's a, that's very competitively priced with what else is on the market. Yeah, yeah. Same and, features. And so yeah. And then the rec part, or sorry, the rec part, the rec version would be a little less because it won't have that base platform. Right. Um, really, that's the one piece that makes it an angler, right? Um, and then of course it'll be the sup version. Now we're talking about making a, a kind of a sup, the sup version having the ability to put a seat on it as well. Mm-hmm. So that when you're just paddling, you want or yeah, paddling because the sup version will not have a pedal system, right? Mm-hmm. That's just a, a standard sup. It's our our sup offering, but we will mm-hmm. make it so that you can put a seat on it or a cooler. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there we go. we're winding down, man. I think we hit everything. You answered all the questions that I had, so it's been a good episode. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, we're super excited about this, and I just got a call from the uh, you know owner of Feel for US. He's like, "Man, I love this thing, dude. I love it." And you know, <laughs> he he admittedly likes to use boats, you know, re- 
standard power boats and he's like man, it's been using it all week so um <laughs> you know it tells me a lot and everybody that's used it so far has been you know pretty the feedback we're getting on the water has been great and mm-hmm. even some females that have been trying it who want to use it more for recreational purposes and fitness uh said they're enjoying it as well so anyway i can go on and on i'm a marketing guy but i really do appreciate you guys having me you know on the show and talking about the new airships heck yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything you want or you want to shout out any of your socials or anything where people can fo- uh, follow you yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just go to Facebook. Uh, you know, we I'm 50 years old. I'm a Facebook guy, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, head on Facebook, uh, search Feel Free Kayaks. We'll pop up. We have a Feel Free Kayaks fishing team as well. Uh, we're definitely on Instagram. We're I'm trying to figure out TikTok, man, but I'm just I'm struggling with that myself. Yeah, so I can't figure I don't it like out it. either. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't I'll like get, it. I'll hire somebody one day to, you know, my daughter or something to, to do that. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but no, Instagram and, and, and Facebook, we're pretty active. We got groups there. We actually just started an airships group. So just search Feel Free Airships and the group will pop up. And usually in our groups, we don't let people come in unless they already own a product of ours. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people come in and just start you know, messing, you know, the, the vibe yeah. up. But, uh, for the airships one, it's going to be more open for now because obviously nobody owns one. So we're going to just let everybody in and because that's what that's actually i'm glad you mentioned that because that's actually we'll be announcing and posting more information than you might see on our main page because we don't want to divert attention to this it's not available yet yeah very cool well man thanks for coming on the show it's been fun um matt you got anything else i don't man i really appreciate you coming on the show a lot of people were talking about it um when it was announced i mean i was getting messages and people asking you know oh do you do you know anything about it because we got some guys down at iCast and I was like yeah man I know exactly what you know uh, (laughs) which is what was shown Um, but yeah thanks for coming on talking a little bit about it once it you know when it gets released we'll have you back on so we can talk about the revisions that were made and why you made them I'm that that's gonna be a good show looking forward to yeah no I appreciate that that'd be awesome I I enjoyed it as well guys and once you guys get the uh, 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 is there a link that I can share on our Facebook page, on our group pages, or yeah, we'll we'll tag you on the uh, show post. Great, yeah, I'll do that, and I'll put it on the group page and put it even on the, the main page for feel free. Sweet. Awesome. All, right, guys. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. It's been a fun episode. Uh, you guys have a good week. Go catch some fish this weekend. Awesome. Go get on them. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.